This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. What up, no? It is another Tuesday. This is knockouts and three counts. And uh yeah, I'm already ready for this fucking work week to be over with. But uh with that being said, <laughs> hi damn it. Uh gas prices suck, but you know what didn't suck was the fact that we had so much wrestling and MMA going on. Uh, this past weekend, so there's plenty uh, for us to talk about tonight. So if you guys you guys know the drill, sound off in the comments. I want to know what y'all motherfuckers are thinking. Hey, yo, rest in peace to the bad guy. Actually, with Astronomicon coming this weekend, if any of you guys are going there, any of you guys that have been following us for a while, you know that we've interviewed the likes of Booker T and Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff, uh, all at Astronomicon. So you never know what will go down at Astronomicon. So if you're coming there, make sure you say what's up to us. And make sure you check out the homies like past guests of the show, James Campbell, JC from Dave and Chuck the Freak. So plenty of shit going on this weekend. Plenty of stuff to talk about from last weekend. How are you two motherfuckers doing? Well, bro. Well. Doing well. Can't complain. If I did, who would listen, right? Except for you guys, of course. That That is an accurate description. I, I will describe mine as well. Is as well because i i've been dealing with some uh prolonged back pain that i am just ready to fucking have go away to be honest with you so i'm doing well it seems to be on the on the upswing but man this shit sucks <laughs> you'll be Look, doing a bro, lot better we... Corey. you'll be doing a lot better if you come with us to gcw this weekend promise yeah. you that promise yeah you that. maybe me i if you're referring to the amount of beers that I'll drink to not feel my back, then yeah, I may feel better. You're correct. <laughs> Look, bro, this guy says he doesn't like wrestling, but I think he's starting to like closet, like trying to see if shit hurts and stuff. Because I you ain't got to lie, like bro. We know you pulled the McFoley and tried to jump off the roof and shit and thought that the mattress was going to help your dumb ass. But yeah. I could have told you that. <laughs> I could have told you that, and you wouldn't have had to explain it it to your dad when you went to work the next day. Hi, damn it. If you would have just listened. If you would have just listened. Okay. Okay. Don't give this guy the potential or y'all might die. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, But that being said, like I said, this is another episode of Knockouts and Three Counts. There was a lot of shit that went down last weekend. Um, Where do you want to start, J-Bone? Do you want to start with BCWA or you want to start with uh, some of the shows from Friday? Let's start with, uh, <coughs> let's start with, well, what came first? Bellator, right? Friday night? Yeah, I just figured, all right, we'll go, we'll go in chronological. I mean, so with Bellator, captain the ship, however you want to do it. First of all, first of all, I was supposed to be doing the press conference for that shit, but you know, I gotta say Bellator had an overall way better card than the UFC did. I'm just saying. Like, if we're being honest here, that was a much better card uh, for Bellator, in my opinion, than the UFC had. Uh, But that being said, I mean, 
does any promotion in human history have a worse like luck or <laughs> record with when they bring people in? PFL is barking up that tree with the way their recent ones have gone sometimes, but man, between what happened with Corey Anderson and then what happened in the next fight with AJ McKee after all that shit he was talking, that's yeah, that's gotta know. suck a little bit for Bellator, huh? Yeah, I, I'm such a AJ McKee fan. Normally, like I, I normally back all his shit. I I laugh all the time with his dumb little Snickers promotions and stuff like that. And <laughs> man, talk about letting the ball drop, man. You like like your point, Kyle. You talk all that shit. You do all this building and anticipation. You finally work your way up to the uh, undisputed belt by winning this grand tournament and everything. And then uh, to end it with the immediate rematch to the next champ and to put on just, you could say he won that fight because it was so close in a lot Pretty of those close. rounds. You My really stop. could, you could make I'm be honest. I thought he won the fight. <laughs> if I'm being fair, that's, dude, I, yeah, that's where I, I lean towards as well. But the, even with that being said, man, the fight was just so lackluster. It's like, who really won? Because it wasn't us. That's for sure. Right. You know? And for I got for I got Bellator, to go back and watch it, and it looked like it was really the fifth round that decided that fight. I guess, right? I mean, but that's yeah. my thing, though. If it was decided by the fifth round, McKee had a fucking takedown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my whole thing is this, right? I've said this for years. I don't think it should be anything that's lopsided. But I've always said in MMA, when it, MMA or boxing, when it comes to uh being uh, becoming a new champion you should have to beat the champion if it's that close and it's arguable that the champion won i think there should be a little bit of a championship advantage with that for the simple fact that if you're going to win by decision against a champion to take the belt off him i feel like you should have won like decisively and yeah. despite yeah. what those scorecards said he didn't win that damn shit decisively by any means no, because i honestly need... thought no and i agree mckee like i've been saying yeah. i'll say this till i'm blue in the face i'm a big aj mckee fan but all that trash he talked beforehand it didn't make a good look for him even though if he would have won and the thing yeah. is even even with you having a championship advantage it's like it's always talked about you can't leave it to the judges he exactly. left it to the judges exactly. and it bit him in the ass now you have a chance for a trilogy fight but, I mean, let's be honest, dude. If, if what you want to do is go up to 155 and he's still talking all this about UFC, bro, if he went to 155 in the UFC, he'd get eight up. He didn't make a good case for himself in that fight. No. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. But I'll tell you this. Initially, I didn't make it through that fight Friday night. All right? I'm an old man. We've already talked about that. You know, It is what it is. But when I woke up. But when I woke up, though, had, had to get my cat nap I had in a little first. Bit of, I had a little bit of money in my pocket, let's just say, because uh, I put a little $5 wager on Pitbull to win that one by decision. And somehow it worked out. So, dollar, what, dollar. what were the odds on uh, What were the odds on that? Honestly, dude, I don't remember. I was just chasing the money. <laughs> It was well, like it was like the steepest fucking thing. So I just fucking did it. And it was like, eh. I woke up like what, 50 bucks. That's what's up. Cool. Nice. Nice. So you obviously did pretty well. But one thing I want to say, man, Bellator, they just man, they always find a way, whether it's themselves or their athletes or whatever the case being, to shoot themselves in the foot, man. Seems like 
they get this little bit of momentum going and we had even noted on the show and stuff that it wasn't even really <laughs> that much being talked about to the point that it should have been in my opinion with the uh, fights and stuff that they had lined up on this card but even with that, they didn't necessarily build up the uh, the fans' attention like they wanted to going into the fight. I don't know what their numbers actually were, you know, after the fact or whatnot. But then to have the co-main, the, the finale to the Grand Prix for the 205 belt, end the way it did with the incidental headbutt when you clearly had one of your uh, – one of your – contenders winning that fight so now it makes your champion's belt look bad it makes the whole thing just kind of look bad until they run that back yeah not to mention from what i'm hearing they're talking that because that fight went to uh ended like that they're saying the million dollar shit's off the table that's what i read too i read that same thing. yeah dude i've heard that in multiple places that because that fight didn't that fight didn't go to a finish they're saying wow. that the tournament's basically run dormant, so he's not even yeah. going to get a crack at a million dollars when he was, in my opinion, giving it to the wow. champ before that. Yeah. yeah, I read that same thing, man. Uh, Talk I, about a kick I, to I the balls. Anybody who's I mean, listening to this, let us know if you checked out Bellator. If you did, what did you think? And what do you think about them saying uh, that he's not going to get his crack at that million dollar purse? I guess that kind of falls into that whole gray area everybody's been talking about, like with the whole like Sterling and Jan, the first fight, you know, just – can the title change hands? Can same thing with this? Like, can you win that way? Like, they got to figure it out, man. I know it's 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 a gray area, but like, for for something to be at stake <laughs> like that, and for it to end the way, and it just to be off the table, like you have no winner of that tournament. So, well, like, well, not then, to mention for, for them to not to mention to why if they're gonna run it back, why would it not be for the million dollars? Then right, why not just redo the whole fuck? You know what I mean? I don't because understand. it's Bellator and it saves them a boat. Saved them a million bucks. Yeah. That's I mean, I'd they... like to, I'd like to have a million bucks, but you know what? If you got them bucks, you gotta check out our friends at G3 payroll and tax. If you ain't got your taxes done yet, you're a little late. I mean, I've been mailing certifieds all fucking day <laughs> for the last two days. But uh, with that being said, if you still got to get your taxes done or for next year, you need to check out our homies at G3 Payroll and Tax. Jack's got you covered on all your needs with all that good stuff. Tell them Knockouts and Three Counts sent you. And, uh, yeah, make sure you check them out. Their link is in the description. Like I said, if you guys are new here, make sure you leave a reaction, share it. And we need some comments. I want to know what you guys are thinking of this Bellator card. But, uh you guys pretty much said my sentiments as far as the whole thing with uh, mm-hmm. Corey Anderson goes. I mean, realistically, from my view, from what I was watching, he was he was starting to turn the tide and was giving it to the champ. Uh, if he doesn't get to run this back, I feel like that's going to be a real bad look on Bellator. So yeah. I think there's probably a really good chance that we're going to see uh, them run that fight back. But, boy, if I was Corey Anderson, I would be – raising a fucking storm about that million dollar purse though, because that yeah. especially yeah. when you have clear claim to the fact that you were winning that fight not saying that Nemkov wouldn't have uh you know gotten out of there or whatever but bro i'd be pretty fucking pissed if what i was round did that end in third round it ended it ended near the end of the third if it would have made it it was like five seconds, if I'm not mistaken, away from the, yeah, end it was, of the third. Yeah, round. there was only like <laughs> if it, less than ten if seconds. If it would have made it 
past the initial bell of the third round, even if they didn't make the walk for the fourth round, it yeah. would have went to a judge's just, it would have went to Jeez. the ref scorecards. And then so. in the UFC, which we're going to talk about in a little bit after we get through this wrestling shit, um, you know, the craziest thing about that is you say that, and then we watched the UFC card and they had a technical decision after, a, yeah. after a knee to the head of a down to right. Yeah, and that's my whole thing. So that's why, like, this is another another one of those things in MMA where I wish we could just get one hard, steadfast rule because everything yeah. is always – this is how we always end up in all these bullshit <laughs> situations. Um, but that pretty much puts a bow on Bellator besides – I'm not going to lie. For it being one round, Tim Johnson versus Vinton LaSalle was hot damn. I thought Tim Johnson was about to finish, old boy. And then, dude, he just got up and ended up just finishing him off, dude. That's that's what most layman fans and let's face it, most fight fans love seeing a couple heavyweights beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, it was definitely an entertaining fight. That that's for sure. I was I was hoping uh, old Tim Johnson was going to continue to be uh, successful over there in Bellator, <laughs> but he showed his kind of continued weakness where he punches himself onto the bottom of somebody's mount and then gets uh, out punched from there. So yeah. it, it was a very entertaining fight though, while it lasted. And there I guess a, yeah. there was another fight on that card. I don't remember if it was a prelim to the main card, but it was pretty good. Maybe you guys know, I don't know who the fighter is like Luna versus Hernandez. Oh, I say. Yeah. That fight was absolutely wild. I do. Yeah. I, 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 I wasn't familiar with either of the fighters. So, yeah, I was unfamiliar of both of the guys going into it. I was watching it, so I did kind of be able to react live and stuff. And that fight was absolutely a like the true barn burner type of a three round fight. Yeah. And for it to end the way it did in the third, with you know, like dude to take as much damage as he did, and then just <laughs> to be like, it it reminded me of the. Uh, a much more competitive version of the uh, Sean O'Malley versus uh, Chris Montino fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it was just like, man, you're going to really, like, I know dude's fucked up, right? Like, I, yeah. I if you're a ref, you probably should, right? You, you probably should. That yeah. being said, he's taking all these damn punches, man. Don't let him get a TKO record or, right, you right. know, a knockout on his record, man. He... He was 10, 15 seconds away from getting the, you know, decision at least. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Like Cody said, it looks like that's the general consensus that we all think he should get to run it back for that money and at least at the very least getting to run it back with the champ because, like I said, from where I was sitting, it wasn't like Nemkov was out of the fight, but Corey Anderson was definitely turning the tide on that one. And yeah. I mean, and like I said, as far as uh, the Tim Johnson Vassell fight, like I said, that one was just pedal to the metal. First one to drop loses, and they both dropped. And so, in the whole, like I said, in that whole first round, which is all it went, dude, that fight was a absolute banger. But dude, we've been like swamped this weekend because when you think about it, just on Friday alone, you had Bellator. You had Rampage, which had the Texas death match between Hangman Page and Adam Cole for the AEW TV or the AEW title on TV. You know, then you had SmackDown was on Friday as well. Like there was, I mean, dude, there was a lot of shit uh, front, back and side to side, man, on yeah. Friday night, dude. So 
let's talk a little bit about um, which one you want to talk about first, J-Bone. You want to talk about Rampage or you want to talk about SmackDown? Mm, let's go with Rampage first. All right. So we saw that they had the Texas death match uh, between Hangman Page and Adam Cole. Definitely delivered. I think nobody really expected that it wouldn't deliver. Um, but my question is, with Adam Cole losing again, granted his record is still great, but do you think him losing two title matches that quick in maybe almost could make him kind of seem like, I don't know, not less than, but like more towards like the middle card range if he keeps getting title shots and... Mm. You know, not winning because that's twice now within yeah. a few months he's gotten title shots. And I mean they've been badass matches. Yeah. No, I see I see your point. Um, you know, that's a good question, but I don't know, man. Like for me, I might get a lot I might get a lot of kickback of this, but like the whole hangman thing, I thought I'd be more into it, and I'm not for some reason. Like I'm I'm ready to see Adam Cole take that belt. And I I don't know. I mean, so look, you're not look, a look, fan look, of the hangman run, huh? I am though. That's the thing. I am a fan because I, I like everything he's done and the whole story behind it. But for some reason, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I just got bored with it too quick or something. I don't know what happened there, but like, as far as Adam Cole, like if anybody's going to take it right now, I'd like to see him do it. Maybe even at revolution or uh double or nothing. But I mean, I don't know, but bring the bell, ding ding. We're in that bitch. At the same All time, right, go ahead, continue. At the, at the same time, <laughs> with him losing two matches, like like I said, we seen what happened with Dan, with uh, Danielson. He lost two pretty big matches right when he got into AEW, you know. And it, not to say it did anything to him, but he definitely isn't in the title picture. So if history, I mean, itself, here's my here's maybe, the bigger you know, maybe here's that's the bigger. Just, go ahead. Oh, sorry, that maybe that's just their way of uh, kind of. I mean, clearly, right, like wrestling fans are aware of who these guys are and stuff, but maybe that's AEW's way of kind of putting these guys through the ringer, I guess you could say, is like, oh, hey, yeah, we realize that you're a huge star and everything. That's why we brought you in immediately put you in against our champ. But we still want you to do something under, you know, under us before we just immediately award you the belt. So that being said you know, build yourself up after, you know, you got these big appearances, you got the fanfare and stuff from them, you know, high action matches and stuff that were, you know, whether they be on their very selective pay-per-views or just their higher end, you know, broadcast events, you got the spotlight and stuff. Now build it under our name, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I can see that point. Um, My whole thing with it is it's like, you know, so for him to lose uh, in a title situation twice that quick, you know, I only wonder, like I say, because Adam Cole is still got the crowd just like he did in NXT. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, I don't think he like they've kept him near the main event picture. But like with him losing twice that quick, unless he comes back and wins it by like some dirty fashion, you know. That's a good question for any of you guys that are watching. If you guys watched AEW Rampage and you saw the Texas uh, the Texas death match between Hangman Page and um, Adam Cole, baby, uh, what were your thoughts? Where do you think Adam Cole goes next from here? Who do you want to see him? Who do you want to see him go against? And who do you think's the next challenger for Hangman Page? Let me know in the comments, and we'll uh, 
we'll chat about that. But um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about coming out of Rampage, dude, is like, so I like what we've seen so far with the, you know, the Owen Hart, the Owen Hart Foundation, or well, Owen Hart Foundation. Yeah, the Owen Hart tournament and all that stuff because I like uh, I like that he's being reintegrated somehow mm. into wrestling, and I think uh, the fact that they're doing it on both uh, the men's and women's um, timing, like I said, I I got no problem with it. Um, what do you What do you think about? Let me see. What did I I had it down here? Wanted to ask you that. Um, so. What are your thoughts on uh, one thing that AEW does got going on right now that, you know, and again, we've talked about this, how it's not always that way in the WWE. They don't really have a lot of factions. Dude, AEW continues to come out with new factions, and they've got another one that really could be money here with the Blackpool Combat Club. I mean, what were your thoughts of seeing them in the six-man because it was Brian Danielson, Mox, and Wheeler Yuta versus uh, who did they who did they fight again? It wasn't the gun club, right? That's yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was, was the gun club. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the gun club though, dude. I'll be honest. The whole the whole Twitter war they How got going with Dan Housen and shit, dude. I love that shit. But dude, that that group though, I feel I feel like we're still trying to figure out what the mold is there and figure out who's gonna stick and you know what's not gonna stick with those guys. But from what they're doing now, just having Regal at the head, man, is it's awesome. And that for me. Old school wrestling was like a thing, you know, Survivor Series, the, the gang warfare match, you know, all that stuff. War games. Like, I like factions, dude. So if we can somehow integrate that back into wrestling, I'm all for it. And the fact that you got some of the top guys and then the up and coming star like Wheeler Yuta, do that. If they can keep that intact, which I think they can. I don't think we've seen. Well, obviously, there's going to be somebody else. But if they can keep that intact, that is going to take them into Different, like think of the uh, the stadium stampede match. Remember that with uh, Jericho and them. Yeah. Imagine having that group of guys in some type of stadium stampede or some kind of warfare war games type of situation, dude. That is going to be one. It's going to be ratings because that's going to be violent as hell. Two, that's going to that's just going to make for good wrestling, dude. So I'm all for that. I hope it just continues to grow, though. I'm curious to see how it's going to work out, but I'm watching that for sure. Is there? I'll I'll give my thoughts real quick, but while I do that, you know, let, would do you guys got any thoughts on anybody else they might add to the Blackpool Combat Club, or do you think it's gonna just remain them three? Because I'm not gonna lie, I've enjoyed everything that I've saw out of it. I really didn't know if we were gonna get Moxley and Danielson as a team, but I would say from everything yeah. we've seen so far, they do just fine. And not only that, with the vibe that they got with Regal at the helm, and then the fact that they basically like beat Wheeler Yuta in. Yeah, <laughs> to the base. I mean, basically between the match he had with Danielson. Yeah, I mean, basically. I mean, basically between the match he had with Danielson. Initially, that they were talking about, I can't remember right now. But who's the other guy they talked about initially? Danielson. He mentioned a few As, guys. Remember that? I don't remember off the top of my head. If you guys are watching in the comments, Sophia, any of you guys, if you remember who some of the other names that they mentioned were. Um, that being said, dude, like, again, I like the vibe with Regal. I like that they beat Wheeler Yuta in to get in there. I like the chemistry that we've already seen between Mox and, uh, Danielson. 
And I agree with you. If they add anybody else to it, as long as it doesn't become anything that's like stupid big, you know, because yeah. I do feel like after you don't want it to become such a big deal and then it just becomes watered down. But I've liked everything I've seen from the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, do, you, do you think it's going to be like a like a obviously you got Regal? He's the you know, he's running the show. And then you got Danielson Moxley as the two vets. Do you think like the rest of it's going to be the younger guys? You think that's how it's going to work out if there's more? Or do you think we're going to see somebody like a bigger name in that? So I can see him going both directions with it, honestly. I mean, really, well, like they have the, the other guy. I, I can't think of the other guy that I was thinking of. Starks, Ricky Starks. Ricky, but Ricky Starks is part of Team Taz. He's still got the right. FTW belt. Right. That's what, that, but they had some shit going on. I think it was on, must have been off the air or something. I seen, but somebody mentioned him as one of the younger guys to come in, depending on how the whole Team Taz thing folds out and all that. I don't know how it would work out, but. In that so that's what I was gonna like, say. Like, and hit not that I'm not a big fan of Ricky Starks, not saying that at all, but I don't really see how he would fit in the Blackpool Combat Club because at yeah. least like when you look at the people that are in there, Danielson, MMA background, jujitsu mm-hmm. background, Wheeler Yuta was Ring of Honor peer is uh Ring of Honor peer champion, which is all grappling. So again, yeah. as a beast on the mat, all that kind of stuff. And then when you add Moxley, and like we've talked about in our past episodes with uh, guests like Gil Gardado, who was coaching Mox over there at Extreme Couture, you know, Moxley has maybe maybe not been fighting MMA per se, maybe as long as everybody else, but he knows what he's doing too, as evident mm-hmm. by all the chokes he's been using and all that stuff. So right now, all I can say is I'm intrigued to see what they do with the Blackpool combat club and where it goes from here. Now, I don't know if they add anybody else in there, who it would be. Give me a fantasy booking, man. Just throw somebody out. Somebody you'd pick. Um, (laughs) I don't mean to put you on the spot, but fuck it. Right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to give me, give me a minute or so. And I'll, I'll think, I'll think about somebody. Cause yeah, give me a minute or so to think about who would fit in there. Cause like the other thing is too, I don't feel like just anybody would fit in there though. Yeah, no, I, I get your point. Yeah, I get your point. Like, I, I don't because they all can scrap and they're about beating the shit out of people. So it's got to be somebody that's going to come in there and just come in there and mess dudes up. Can I give you so, my fantasy booking on that? Okay, go ahead. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, dude. Let's go, I've heard man. that, but I've heard Samoa that. Joe. And, he, and he, if I was going to pick one, he definitely would be on the list of that because here's the thing with Joe. He fits in right away because everybody knows, you know, his background with, uh, Mm. you know, MMA and all that stuff. I just wonder is, would that be the way you want to go with him when you just bring him in? Cause you also got to remember, he also is the ring of honor television champion. Now, now that he took the belt off of Suzuki. Yeah. So, like I said, there's a million different ways they can go with Joe right now. I don't know if it ends up going that way, but hell what says that it couldn't, because I mean, if you think about it this way, you know, if he's going to, um, you know, if he's going to have his problems with Jay lethal and uh, um, Sanjay Dutt and the big ass dude from the NBA, <laughs> what's that guy? He's fucking huge. There was, one point, there, was, there was one point I, he, he wasn't fitting on the camera when I was watching like that. Dude, he's like El Gigante 2.0. And like you could see his chin down. (laughs) 
He's like El Gigante 2.0. All he Dude. needed was the bodysuit from WrestleMania 9 and right, he had straight. Right. He can move, so, though. Give him that. Dude can I move. get he can move and I, he's a big SOB. I mean, there's no denying that. That's a big SOB. But uh I don't know, man. It, maybe they could help him with uh with uh Jay Lethal and them, but I mean Samoa Joe would definitely be a great pick. I just don't know that they put him in there because I mean I although like then they something. He's well, well, and they to- well, and they totally could, too, because at the end of the day, if you think about it, if you're, like, building the stable, if you're going to add a fourth, you already got the young guy that you're trying to bring up in Wheeler Yuta. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't exactly hurt anything to have him on there either. So, yeah. like I said, I'm not <laughs> mad at it. So any of you guys who are watching, what do you think about Samoa Joe in the Blackpool Combat Club? But that also brings us to Saturday and AEW wasn't done with just rampage. They had AEW battle of the belts, which ring the bell. <laughs> Devin was in that bitch, son of a bitch. Um, but uh, we saw that we got a new TNT champion as Sammy Guevara wins the title back. Um, you know, Sammy Guevara uh, wins the title back off of Scorpio sky. And there's, so there's a few things I want to ask about that. So do you think, do you think that by uh, Sammy winning that title back again, do you like? What are your thoughts on Scorpio Sky losing the belt like that, Jaybo? Um, I don't mind it because I feel like they're trying to. Thanks, Cody. Hell yeah, I, I feel like they're trying to they're trying to add prestige to that title. You know what I mean? So for Sammy to be a three time champ now, like nobody's gonna touch that for a while. You know what I mean? So it it just depends if he keeps it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Longevity in a title reign is very important. So. As far as Scorpio Sky, man, like that dude's a hell of a talent. He is, it, though. It kind of it, it kind of sucks to see him in that position, but maybe we get something more out of it. You know, at least he's in a title pitcher. You know, I'd like I I like him in a title pitcher. So, speaking of the match with Scorpio Sky, though, holy shit! Let's talk about that shooting star press that he literally landed knee first to Ethan Page's eyebrow and split his shit wide open. Cut him the hard way, man. That was uh, Dead, right. That was tell me, hard. tell me that was a blade job. If you watch yeah. it in slow motion, he just came down full force like waka yeah. right across pretty, his eyebrow, pretty, uh, dude. Pretty gnarly cut he had going there. That was uh that dude, was and nice. then he cut such a badass promo after the match afterwards, too, dude. Yeah, like yeah. dude, yeah. Ethan Page, man. If if they push him a little bit more, dude, I'm telling you, that dude could be a diamond in the rough for AEW because yeah. that, that promo he cut after that shit was gnarly. Like it was gnarly, yeah. dude. Cause like he instantly started bleeding, and then when they showed it in uh Slow-mo, man. He came down right knee first, straight to the eyebrow. Waka! Just split his whole eye open. So, that one was pretty gnarly. The whole uh, spit and Paige Van Zant too. Yeah, Paige came out, too. That was nice. Yeah, dude. Paige came out. Paige came out to come uh, talk her shit and run in and go fight with uh, Tay Conti. I mean, she didn't do bad. I mean, oh. it was. I mean, it was just a pull apart. Like it wasn't like a match or nothing. I mean, right. but she didn't do it bad. And I mean, I've said it before. I don't have a problem with seeing Paige Van Zandt on my TV. Um, you know. Plus, what, what are we getting out of that though, Kyle? I mean, like obviously that's going to. I mean, a match out. between them two wouldn't be bad if you think about like it, because Ty's got a black belt in judo and shit. So you like throw a, her you in guys, there with somebody like Paige. Is this like a double or nothing type of match? What, do you, do you guys have any idea what direction they're really going to end up with uh, taking Paige? 
That's what I'm I mean, wondering. You guys can attest better to like how our skills. Uh, I, I mean, right now, I think they stuff like that. I mean, I don't think we've seen I, enough yet. I think they're just getting her camera no. friendly right now. Yeah, they're just trying to let you know that she's there. They'll have her on TV, but I'm sure she's still training a ton <clears> to <throat> get ready for it because her mic skills. When she after the in that promo that Ethan Page had, boy. You got to do you. You got to come up with a little bit more fucking zinger in that one. Like I'm just somebody saying. get the teleprompter out for this lady. Come on. I mean, hey, we were talking, up, dude. I was hearing this talked about on uh, Busted Open this morning, and it brings up a good uh, a good topic to ask. What do you think if somewhere down the road, because we keep seeming to say this every time Rhonda cuts a big promo. What do you think if we saw Rhonda end up with Paul Heyman at some point? That's exactly what she needs. I feel like that would be fucking money in the dirt sheets and in the, in the rumor mill for years, man. I mean, who better, right? I mean, she's one of the, she's one of the people that could benefit most from somebody like that. Even if it isn't necessarily Heyman, just anybody that's a true, like, a figurehead that actually could represent somebody, you know, well, and that the wrestling community knows. I mean, he definitely anybody else. There's really nobody yeah. else for it to be. You know what I mean? And she, and Heyman's already got the the experience with it with Brock because I mean, so many people don't realize that Heyman was managing a lot of his stuff outside of wrestling too. Yeah. So like, he's already done that with Brock through the UFC and all that as well. Be, so I mean, I, not to mention besides Heyman. Okay. Besides Heyman, is there really any active manager type like that? MVP, like I guess you could say yeah. is. Uh, that wouldn't fit, MVP though. is. But it I mean, think be, about think fit. about what think about how good Paul Heyman is, right? Look, look, look what he did with with Roman. Perfect mm-hmm. example. Roman was like Paul Heyman is just a star money, in the making. A star in the making. Heyman with him just took him up to the next level. They created a new level. You know, for see? the next level. That you see sense. these? What I tell you. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't even argue with that. Maybe besides my favorite Bobby Heenan, maybe. But the brain was that guy. I'm old. We're showing my age right now, but Bobby the brain was that dude. All right, Bobby the brain was that dude. Back to my point, though. You put Heyman with Ronda Rousey, dude. It's gonna create another layer and another level for Ronda, especially if she's a heel. Like it's just gonna keep going up. Anybody you put with Paul Heyman is gonna do that. So. Well, I think it fit perfect. We've seen it. We've seen it not always go so well. Like when Curtis Axel was with him, it didn't. Uh, or Cesaro, you know, he didn't. You know, and Cesaro, it didn't or really Cesaro. help him a ton. But I mean, but if you think about it, like he would be the perfect person to just talk shit for Ronda the same way he used to do for Brock. Because if <laughs> anything you want to say about Ronda, I mean, she seems to be doing a lot better in the ring at this point and has. Um, she seems to be doing a lot better uh, with like her facials and selling and all those yeah. kind of things. So like, she's definitely gotten better for sure. I mean, I would like to see the pairing. Uh, Paul goes all the way back with Austin. You ain't lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we, we were, I was just listening to Bubba Paul Dudley OG, on about it. Paul Heyman is an OG. That dude is probably one of the best dudes to work on Mike. So I'm with you, dude. Well, we're on to Saturday, so why don't we talk about what happened with Uncle Chase this weekend? Because we were there, BCWA, Die Harder. 
Corey didn't come get his free shots from superstar Bill Martell because he was scared. But uh because <clears throat> I was too busy at my mother's house enjoying I forgot the Easter that. weekend. I'm just busting balls, fool. <laughs> well, forgot about it. Gotta throw that out there real quick. Dang. But yeah, dude, we went and it was a good time. Like I said, um <laughs> Uncle Chase and Matt Cross, in my opinion, stole the whole show, which I think we all kind of expected that going in. Uh Matt Cross, if you see this, I'm rocking that wrestling is forever. Uh, you know, hat that I got over there at BCWA. Like I said, hopefully we can uh bring M Dog Matt Cross to the show at some point. But dude, Chase and Matt Cross killed it. What'd you think of the match? Put on a show, dude. I mean, did you expect anything less? You know, two of the best in the world right there. So anything, especially Uncle Chase, man. We we love that guy on the show. So anything he does is usually gold. So hey, hats off to you, man. So Hell yeah, man. It was it was a good time. Good card. I mean, shout out to the new BCWA champion, Justin Maine. Uh, Studio 86 went across against who maybe next week's guest. Uh, they went and retained their titles against Midwest Scum, the Dread King Logan. And, uh, and we got we to give it to we got to give it to Bill Martell. He did the dance. He did the dance. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> he did it, though. He's a man of his word. He said he was going to do it. He well, did it. It might not have helped. It might not have helped his causes that I was calling him out. <laughs> I don't see did. no dancing, Martel. I don't he see did. no dancing. Good for him. At least he did it. Hey, man, I'm with it. It was a good time with Bill Martel. You'll definitely have to check that episode out in uh, the archives and all that good stuff. But yeah, overall, dude, BCWA was a good show. Justin Main is your new BCWA champion. Uh, if you guys are in the Downriver area, I highly recommend going to check them out. Uh, definitely good shows. And like I said, you never know who might show up there. I mean, that's how we got to interview Colt Cabana the first time. Now Matt Cross comes in to face Chase. You know, there's been, you know, they'll bring them in, man. But I tell you, it's a totally different vibe when they're not advertising the cards like they used to. So it's all kind of like guesswork other than maybe the couple matches that get leaked. So like I said, shout yeah. out to BCWA, shout out to Matt Cross, shout out to uh, Uncle Chase. Like I said, that was a good match. Now, how much does that build up to uh, anticipation, the fact that they don't announce their cards? And so when you are kind of on site and maybe you see somebody walk past a curtain or something and you're like, oh, shit, he's actually going to be here, or, you know, something along those lines. Uh, I mean – BCWA usually has a pretty good balanced, uh, pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good balance as to, um, like the comedy stuff versus your, they got something for everybody. Let's just put it that way. They got something for everybody. So a lot of times people are just coming cause they know, uh, they like BCWA and they know BCWA is putting on a good product, which I can't argue that. I mean, they've helped us out uh, a ton since the beginning. Well, J bone, uh, before I let you get out of here, um, let's talk a little bit about battle of the belts and, uh, make sure you plug whatever it is you're getting ready to do here in a minute. Uh, but what did you think of battle of the belts, bro? Like I thought, uh, the Sammy Guevara match was dope. Mm. Yeah, I do. I just want to say like, I like the whole, free I you know, I don't want to call it a pay-per-view show you know what I mean but it's like the free <laughs> show it, you know it's kind of like clash of the champions with WCW it's always free it was always on TBS it was good shit and they always put on a good card but 
I like that that whole vibe of whatever that is. I don't even know how to explain that properly, but just having the free next tier show, okay. I guess, not your weekly. Free you event. know what I mean? Like just free event. I guess like not a premium live event, but dude, <laughs> they and they we saw well. title changes too on there too. That's yeah. the thing. Like you can't even say because it's on TV, people aren't going to lose the belt. Right? But, you're not. Yeah, you're not missing a lot. I mean, you, and then you got. You know, the Battle of the Belts, dude. It's like Clash of the Champions. You get all these title matches and shit. It's like they put on great stuff. But it top to bottom was a great show. I thought it was great, man. But I'm just gonna say, man, I'm getting I'm getting a little over the hangman stuff. I don't know why. I can't give you a reason why because I loved it when we were getting there. You know what I mean? But now that we're there, kind of flatten out for me. So well, it's because everybody looks that. at him as the big underdog on the way up. Now he's got the belt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now he's there. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's just, you're not, you, I mean, you're not the underdog anymore when you got the belt. All right, exactly. So, so hell yeah, man. But, uh, I don't know like what's going to happen with that, the- though. Like, I was hoping for, like, going forward, I'm hoping that maybe he'll drop that to Adam Cole soon ish. And then maybe we get a hang or a, a Kenny Omega return. I'd like to see Adam Cole and uh, Kenny Omega go at it again. Really, oh yeah, uh, dude, that's gotta. That's, up, you know. Well, not only that, bro. They they left. Uh, they planted seeds for that shit. If Adam Cole yeah, and, and yeah. Kenny Omega don't do something when he comes back, that would be a big fumble by Tony Khan. But something tells me Tony Khan definitely wants to see that as much as we do. But I know you got to get out of here. What uh, what yeah, project man. you got tonight? I'm well, I'm headed over to OG Tech's Independent Music Movement, man, down in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm not going oh. to Atlanta, Georgia, obviously, but. I'm going to be a guest on there tonight, so that'll be out later this week. We're going to talk about some independent music from all the way from here to Michigan, all the way down to the southern states, man. So it's going to be a good time. You can probably check some of that Make stuff sure out. You- I, might get, I might get some clips and put that on my show as well. We'll see. We'll talk about it, but. Uh, hell yeah man we'll kill it and make sure you bring back some of that southern weather tell them to send it through the fucking zoom no, screen all right, i'm a little bit the rest of the show i'll talk to you guys soon man later. all right bro later peace all right j bone is out for the night but there are still a few things that we must address in the world of pro wrestling and mma so like i said we went to bcwa on saturday you had uh the battle of the belts on saturday um, a lot of stuff going on in wrestling. You also had uh, UFC Vegas 51, which, as I stated, again, this isn't a shot at UFC. But in my opinion, I was a lot more entertained by um, I was a lot more entertained by the Bellator card than I was. Even, um, not, not to interrupt, but, but I feel like that's a point that I need to interject on. Even with the uh, the way that everything played out and s- so uh, stuff with the Bellator card, you f- still feel that way? Uh, I was a lot more intrigued to see those fights than I was UFC card. I mean, besides the Bilal Muhammad fight, which I told you yeah. so. I told you also. I said I told you he was going to win, and it happened exactly the way I said it was going to happen too. But that being uh, said. I was happy to see our boy, uh, well, uh, at least Michigan's uh, former resident, the car close, make his way back to the uh, octagon after that uh, unfortunate injury that kind of uh, followed him after that Jeremy Stevens accident or incident. It isn't even an accident, it was an incident. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that being said, I was, 
I was glad to see him be able to come back and get that win. Uh, prospect Muzir Laziz looked great. Uh, I haven't seen him in long enough that I'm not even able to pronounce his name correctly. Um, other than that, I I do agree with you. Like my my initial anticipation for the cards were definitely like, oh yeah, Bellator's like. They're they're the crowning achievement, I guess you could say, in combat sports for the weekend. Uh, shout out Capoza on uh, Twitter. If you ever go uh, look at his Twitter, he kind of does a breakdown of all the uh, live events that are going to be on throughout the weekend, and usually does play by plays on all of them. Uh, that being said, he always kind of puts in the center of uh, his collage, I guess you could call it, of uh, fight posters. The, the event that is kind of the, the crowning event of the weekend. And that being said, he, he put the Bellator one in there, rightfully so. And I, to me, with the way that that co, co-main was going, and then the way it ended was a big down shoot. And then the way that the main event itself, other than you could say Pitbull did a great job of using his footwork. He, he did a great job of not getting hit in my opinion. I mean, if it was a boxing match, maybe you'd score it more in his favor. Uh, But that being said, man, it was just, it was so lackluster to me other than like the Aaron Pico and the heavyweight fight. And then especially the fact that it was a four fight main card. I had stayed up so late for it. I have, you know, my old lady in my ear, like, Oh, you're almost ready to go to bed and stuff. And I'm like forcing myself to stay up and stay awake to watch what I'm expecting to be this great fight with AJ McKee and Pitbull. And for it to just die, it just did not live up to expectations whatsoever. And coming off of that, whatever you want to even call that, the discord, you know, no contest that was the uh, co-main event. To me, UFC does what it does, man. Even with the uh, the fouls that they had in their fights, man, I still feel as though they won the weekend, in in my opinion. Uh, so I, I only go with Bellator as far as the fight sports go because, I like I said, I just was generally more excited to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, I mean, it wasn't like the McKee fight was even a horrible fight at that. He just didn't look as good as he should have. Um, especially with all that trash he was talking, but you know, when you talk about, um, those things and what happened with Bellator versus UFC and all that kind of stuff, man, what, what do you, how big of an effect do you think that this AJ McKee saying he wanted a million dollars a fight and all that stuff before the fight, how bad do you think that screws him up now? Because now you just lost all your leverage, all of it. All of it. I mean, you were an undefeated fighter. Check that off the list. No longer the case. You were a newly crowned Bellator champ at 145 who was looking to make his first defense. Well, check that off the list the wrong way. You, you now are no longer a belt holder. You're no longer undefeated. And being that he was actually he in one of his interviews he had brought it up that Bellator tried to negotiate with him it wasn't that he was that was playing everywhere yeah he was literally doing it as you know I'm going to gamble on myself we're going to see how these couple fights go 
either they're going to pay me what I feel as though I'm worth or I'm going to make my way to the UFC. And to do that as – I know he's had a full career at this point in Bellator. He's literally fought every one of his pro fights in Bellator. To be 18-0 and 0 and now 18-1 and 1 is still very impressive. It's not like the UFC is going to all of a sudden, you know, think he's – just this lesser than fighter or something but to do all the antics that he did and talk all the shit and then to just not necessarily show up it it, it, to me what it looked like is he thought he was gonna make it look easy again and then that never happened and then pitbull was just not there to be hit and aj mckee was swinging at air a lot in that fight and it just well, it wasn't a here's good look. The, well, here's the other dilemma with that, right? So, like, you say, yes, he'll have still have the eyes from the UFC, and UFC will still know what he's capable of. Sure, they probably should. But with that being said, you know, you talked all that trash about money this and money that. <laughs> Even if he were to get to go to the UFC, I think it's going to at least take him a few fights to get back towards uh, uh you know, in order to being looked at by the UFC again and to do that, where else is he going to do that besides Bellator? So, I mean, realistically, yeah. the only real hope for him is going to be that uh, uh, the the only true thing that he can really hope for is that, you know, maybe somehow he can get another, get a rematch with Pitbull and then, you know, smash him real quick to try to get his hype train back. But even at that, He's calling for wanting to fight him at 155 when I'll be honest with you, dude, if your plan is to go to the UFC at 155, man, you might be, you might be in some trouble, dude. That's all I'm going to say. It did genuinely look like he's not making 45 as easy as he used to. I mean, he's definitely growing into his frame and stuff like that. I can see where he's wanting to make the move up. Like, if you look at him on on weigh-ins and stuff, he looked like he had that, uh, I like to call it a tortoise-style belly, like the tortoise shell, where it's like you could see his abs, but they were sticking out. You know, he was truly sucked out to make that weight. And uh, that being said, yeah, 55, it could definitely be the move in Bellator and it could be in Bellator. He'd probably run shit there too. Like if we're being honest and it could be the move, if he does end up making that transition a bit, you know, to 55 and then further his career into the UFC. But that being said, I feel like he's still got things to prove at 45, man. And it's not going to get easier to make that weight. Well, class. he certainly so is going to have to now after yeah. losing after yeah, losing that just... fight. Now, I mean, he's got to have even more to prove because, number one, he's got to get back towards that title. And yeah. number two, he can't just win the fights. And that's the thing. He's going to well, have to be spectacular at this point. Yeah, that's the worst case. It really, in if you're an AJ Key fan or just AJ McKee himself, it, it truly is like a worst-case scenario. Not only do you lose the belt and everything and lose all your you know uh, leverage to your point, you really just kind of lose a lot of that momentum and everything that you had built up. And you you it's just a bad look all around, man. It, 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 
it's one thing if you lose a burn uh, a fight the way that like Gilbert Burns just lost, or if you lose a fight like the way uh, Chandler lost to Gaethje in his last fight, or something along those lines, where it's like a bang them out fight. It's the, it goes to the decision, but every fan's like, man, you know, uh, that was a hell of a bro, you know, hell of a fight. That wasn't the case. It just wasn't even that entertaining from either fighter, and so it's just a it's just a lose lose, man. Uh, it, it's just all around. I don't feel like it was that game. bad. I mean, I don't. I definitely don't think it lived up to the hype. But I mean, I I also don't think that it was like, oh man, you know, this is this is shitty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, I don't think it was a bad fight. I just think the bigger problem yeah. is just that McKee talked all that shit, and now you basically set yourself up to have to win in decisive fashion. And then when not only you didn't do that, you lost, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what his next move is because I mean, let's be honest. I don't, I mean, I think now I don't even think he's going to get anywhere near that with Bellator either. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, he's definitely, you know, reaching the territory of he's got only a little bit of stuff left to do at 45 and Bellator. So I mean, it's not out of the realm that he could uh, he could go over there at some point. But I mean, I, I got an idea for you, especially being the wrestling fan. I was hoping to get uh, Jordan's thoughts on this as well. Going into it, uh, what what do we need to see out of Blah Muhammad to win some of these fans over? Man, I, I don't think there's a, another active fighter on such a good win streak against high level competition. Who just gets shit on like Bilal Muhammad does, man? He, I'm a fan. Uh, let me preference that. I, I like the work he does in the octagon and stuff. It may not always be in a, the most entertaining if you, you know we're referring to the uh, Wonder Boy fight. But the rest of his fights, man, I feel like he really goes in there and tries to uh, implement his skills against people and makes fights entertaining. I don't see why all the hate. I, I honestly don't. So. Uh, what, do we need to see him turn heel? Does he need to start rocking MAGA hats or something, pull a Colby Covington or some shit? Like, what, is, what do we need to see from Bilal Muhammad to actually... He's got to finish some people, dude. Level? Yeah. He's got to finish people. I mean, it's simple as that. What are your thoughts on the Lemos-Andrade fight? Um... I love the fight. I do. I, I really do. I feel like this one would be better maybe played. Uh, Amanda Lemos deserves a, a main event of fight with the amount of uh, showcases spots that she's uh, lived up to. But that being said, I'm also kind of surprised that this is a main event, fight night or not. I feel like there's a lot more deserving contenders that could be uh, leading this you know, fight night. Well, that I mean, that's something said, we were. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, well, that's something we were talking about. Uh, shout out Bobby Wambacher in the referee, Bobby Wambacher in here. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also hosting uh, ASAP throwing hands with me over on uh, the All Sports All Plays Network. But this this is something we were talking about uh, beforehand, man, in that. Look, dude. They run so many fights. That's why they're uh, doing record numbers and all that stuff. I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. especially with how long people want to <coughs> camps, especially when you're talking about the people that are at like the top end of the division, you know, they're wanting, you know, at least an eight week, 12 week 
camp or whatever it is to get ready yeah. for the fight. And I mean, if we're talking about the guys that are on that top tier, I mean, I could totally understand the why of why you would need that. But in the meantime, when you're running as many fights as the UFC does, not that I'm complaining because I could watch mm -hmm. wrestling or fights every weekend, but at the same hand though, that's why some of those cards are bound to kind of play out like that, where it's like, it might not have all the luster. Now that card could turn out to be one of those where they just end up banging it out and beating the hell out of each other. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it all just depends on how that fight plays out. But Bobby in the comments is bringing out something good too. Spike Carlisle fucking Dave was, I, it was his debut. I think. I don't know if it was his debut. Yeah, he made for, his he made his debut for. It was uh, his Risen. debut for Ryzen, he and then he choked dude to sleep. Yeah, he, he choked dude to sleep. Not only that, he he did it in typical uh, alpha ginger Spike Carlisle fashion. He's got to stand out in one way or another. Not only with his walkout, he then followed the choke up with kissing dude on the forehead to make sure he was okay after being fully unconscious in his arms if it, i kiss it so you it'll adorable. make you come back it'll make yeah, you come back so quicker <laughs> i'll kiss yeah. it and make it all no. better i just whipped your ass and put you to sleep but i'll i'll make it all better <laughs> I, I forgot which what show it was that broke it down it might have been brendan Schaub, maybe offhand i'm not i'm not not entirely sure but that being said it there is not a more perfect character in mma than spark spike carlisle for the uh japanese market I, I can't argue that. And I mean, <laughs> if he keeps winning fights like he did over there and then being able to have a little bit more freedom to do what he wants mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, his walkouts, Kathy, you definitely, I definitely would well, say that it might be one where Dana goes, I'm, you know, maybe we should have kept him. I feel like yes and no. Right. Like I'm, a, I'm a fan of him. I, you know, clearly I could list all this stuff about him because I do watch all his fights. He's genuinely an entertaining fighter. Even when he did, you know, come back from the UFC and was working his way through the regionals and then had his Bellator fight and stuff. But uh, that being said, yes and no, because yes, he really does offer entertainment value that I feel as though the UFC loves in their fighters. That being said, they don't always keep the fighters just because they're entertaining. And I, I wish they would take that maybe more into consideration some of these times. But uh, that being said, that truly, I feel like, is the case with Spike Carlisle. Maybe as he develops his skills and stuff a little bit more, but watching these fights that he has put on, even though he's went on this incredible win streak, a lot of those fights have been real tough, and then he ends up get, gutting out the finish in the end. So props to him, but not all of these have been, uh, you know, walked through the parks uh, in his direction, that's for sure. You're right, but I mean, like Bobby was saying, you know, I mean, with him getting a finish like that, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, if he keeps winning, eventually, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to take notice. And it could be something like what we talk about all the time with the pro wrestling uh, end of things, where you look at a guy like, um, you look at a guy like, okay, we'll just use, we were talking about Cody Rhodes, we'll talk about that. I mean, he had to go out and not only wrestle everywhere he they started all in and did all that stuff he basically had to go prove and rebuild his star all around the world and now look he's back in the wwe so what i'm saying is is if spike if carlisle keeps smashing mm -hmm. people 
I mean, pretty soon I wouldn't be shocked to see Dana, uh, Dana having an issue. There you go. No, it wouldn't surprise so, me one bit. Spike Jesus Freak Carlisle <laughs> versus Bell Jesus Benil Jesus Freak Darius to determine the bigger Jesus Freak. So I totally shouldn't be laughing at that one at all, but uh, that's very well done. But uh, I don't know, man. I think Darius and him would be a badass fight, but at the same time, though, I, I with him being in Ryzen, I mean, I think Darius, man, it couldn't have been a worse time for him to get hurt because now yeah. he's going to get pushed back for getting any. Uh, well, you think he? Do you think? Uh... Oh, Uncle Dana is going to live up to his word and he's going to rematch the Islam Makhlchev versus uh, Darius fight? Because that's what he said. He said, to, in his eyes, the fight with Bobby Green wasn't a, the... They already, you know, after everything played out the way it did with the offering of the RDA fight and him not accepting and stuff on the uh, on the week's notice or whatever it was, then they said, all right, well, we're going to wait for Benil to come back then and we're going to offer that one back so i still hope so because i want to I, I would love to see that matchup but i i don't know all right well the other manner of business that we got to talk about when it comes to um and bobby if you're still in here i want to know what your thoughts are bro so um with the Kyle Bahio fight, even though it can't ended up being a technical decision, we saw another illegal knee, which we were just talking about ASAP on ASAP throwing hands. What are your thoughts on the knee from uh, Kyle uh, Bahio? Because I, I mean, dude's hand was on the ground, but yeah, so to preference the two of them i'm talking about the chris barnett fight earlier in the night as well i forgot who his opponent was that ended up getting the same thing technical decision after throwing an illegal strike but uh that being said the ball hollow fight man he looked so good to mess it up and you could see earlier in the fight right he had dude on his butt against with his back against the cage and he had looked he had basically fainted like as if that was the next strike he was going to throw. And then it like clicked in his head. Oh, Hey, don't throw this right now. Cause he's on the ground. <clears throat> and then you follow it up a round and a half later. And then yes, it wasn't the most egregious shot. Like I said, the one earlier in the night was a lot worse with the elbow to the back of the head, but it was still definitely a full-fledged illegal shot. And the rules are such a, a gray area, right? Like some states, if you don't have both hands down, you're considered a no longer a grounded fighter. If you have one finger down in some states, you're a grounded fight. You know, it's like I get where he could just instinct – you know, instincts kick in. It's the devastating move that can instantly win the fight, and he sees it presented. But that being said, I don't know. It really takes away from that uh, co-main event spotlight that he was getting with that uh, fight, in my opinion. All right. Well, I was just responding to a couple of the comments because uh, yeah. he was saying he's not a big fan of uh, – them being quote up uh jesus freaks well like i've t- i've said on the show multiple times man i actually happen to be a christian so i got no problem with that number one but number two 
I'm not ever going to tell somebody what they need to do as far as getting in the cage and things like that. Like at the end of the day, whatever you got to do to get your mind right, whether that's praying, whether that's music, whether that's fasting or wh- whatever, whatever it might be on that given fight, dude. But like, I'm glad you that- brought up fasting. I wanted, I forgot to make note of that. How impressive is it that Benil Dari or not Benil Darius? That Bilal Muhammad did all of this this past weekend, overcame the fight and everything against somebody that knocked him out previously while going through fasting, while doing all that, while weight cutting and everything else. I mean, that's just, that's some next level shit right there. I, I'm i just answering. So, uh, thanking God for knocking that dude out. I mean... Hey man, if you get through, I mean, if you get through some of those MMA camps, dude, are pretty fucking brutal. So to be able to make them through that, I, and not I do. Have... Wonder, I did. I can't read the chat necessarily, but I do understand where he's coming from. Where he's no, like, I, I, oh, and thank I've heard... God, oh, thank Jesus, and thank every savior up above the fact that this dude's the one laid out, and I'm the one standing, you know, in front of you. But I mean, fighting's not valid. Yeah, so I mean, it's as, to your point as well, Kyle. If it takes a lot of motivation from somebody to get to put on these performances that uh, we just, you know, expect to see on to the next fight and stuff. So for the, for that particular person, I can completely understand whatever it may be that gets them to that point to uh, be ready to showcase their skills. So. Yeah. And I mean, I like I said, that's, what's good about America. I understand what he's saying too. Like I said, I mean, to each their own, for me personally, it doesn't bother me. But at the same time, I look at it like this, man, you know, kind of to hearken a little bit to the pro wrestling end of the show. You know what I mean? And this applies in fighting, too. At the end of the day, if you keep winning and they give you the microphone for those post-fight interviews, well, if people don't like his post-fight interviews, then somebody needs to beat him. In the meantime, he's going to he's gonna keep getting to talk about the stuff. So I, I agree. I, and, and, you know, it's funny that, this gets brought up on our show because I was literally listening to um, our past guest of our show, Jimmy Smith, talk about the same thing about how people can, you know, how MMA media gets such a bad rap. Because, like, I don't know if you heard in the press conference after the fight, they were talking with uh, the guy you were talking about. Um, damn it. What is his name? I'm drawing a blank. Um, he said he had ties with the Irish Mafia. Oh, uh that was the um the guy I had actually brought up earlier Lizzie. Right, that's what I said, Lasez or whatever his name is. He talked about that in the press conference. Like they asked him a bunch of questions about him being connected to uh that crime family, which that didn't have anything to do with his fight, but being the fact that he thanked him after the fight, well now you've mm-hmm. now that you now you've opened that up, you, you know. So yeah. You you actively welcome it, welcome the fact of questions being brought up because you, I get it, and I also am like I get where he wanted to just shout out somebody that maybe he didn't know everything else that was going on, you know, like I, we've all dealt with people and not necessarily known everything that they had going on in life. I don't think that may have been the case. I'm not defending anyone here, but that being said. Uh, yeah, I I I think the reporter did right, but I also think uh, Laziz did right by just saying, "Can we please focus on my fight and move on to the next question?" Well, 
And to be fair, so, it would have been like the guy asked it and he answered about three or four questions. So it's not like yeah. he didn't answer any of the questions. So like, I agree with you after you get a few questions, that's one thing. Um, but at the same time, I also don't think that that reporter was in the wrong for asking about that no. when you like when you when it's a known thing and you blatantly thank the guy when they're basically mm-hmm. trying to say he's like the MMA, whatever you want to call it at this point. So, I mean, totally fair question. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think that it's, uh, you know, that it's too out of line, but I also can see where at a certain point, you know, you need to keep it on the fights. Cody, if any of you guys saw that press conference, man, I want to know what you guys think about that. Well, two more points real quick, because I know we're starting to kind of get to the segment of the show where we'll be wrapping. But to get to to Cody's point real quick, I didn't get to really give him an answer with that earlier. I think Amanda Lemos might be the one that uh, goes in there and shows uh, Andrade something. I really do. She's... She's definitely taking a huge step up in competition, but with Andrade making her move back down to 115, I I just think it's going to be an interesting fight, man. I think Lemos may be able to showcase some of that power that she's shown to these other girls. <clears throat> God, I keep coughing. Um, but just real quick, Kyle, I, I want to get your thoughts because this may not be a super top-end heavy card, but – as the UFC often does, they find a way to, you know, stack these cards on the uh, the lower end to keep interest going. You got, I know, two, two of your favorite on the women's side. You got Macy Barber versus uh, Montana De La Rosa. What's your I thoughts mean, on that one? Uh, I, I want to say Macy Barber. Uh. Mm-hmm. I want to say Macy Barber, but something tells me that Miranda Ma- uh, or why uh, I can't spit her name out now. De La Rosa. Uh, there, that's what I was trying to say. Why was I going to say Miranda <laughs> oh, yeah, Maribor? Yeah. I meant to say De La Rosa. Um, but what I was going to say is, with her, I feel like her ground game is a lot slicker than mm-hmm. uh, her opponent in this one, and I kind of feel like that could be the difference. Now, if Macy can just make it a brawl, then that's that's a different story. But uh, I don't know, man. Come give me believe, a parlay for this weekend. Three flights. <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, Big John and uh, Josh Thompson's uh, podcast weighing in that broke this one down that I was listening to. But I, if it was, I couldn't agree with them more. Macy Barber is a great hammer. She does not do a great job of being a nail whatsoever. She's not one of them fighters that can turn it around for the most part once, you know, receiving some damage and stuff. And one thing that has really kind of surprised me with her being so young in her career and stuff is she seemed to have already not be coming into these last couple fights with that, uh, that initial mean streak that we had really seen from her in the beginning that made her such a standout prospect to begin with. Um, I think her grappling skills may be a little more superior yet again, if she's the one on top in this fight, but I think it will end up on the floor. And I think that's what kind of decides it is who, who gets position. I think Macy Barber presents maybe more, uh, more finishing opportunities the fact that she's not too bad with submissions and also has a really good ground and pound game but 
Montana De La Rosa, man, if she gets on top, dude, she will catch an arm or catch a win and chase a sub. So it's a, it's an interesting fight to say the least. But I I, I think maybe Barber, but we we got to see more of that mean streak, man. It seems like since the uh, since she fought a uh, Roxy, she just kind of the the knee surgery maybe took it out of her, man. I don't know. Hey man, a knee, a knee is something that can do that for you. Um, Mm -hmm. like we said, we've pretty much covered most, uh, of the stuff that went down with UFC and Bellator and all that good stuff. Um, as far as Bilal Muhammad, I hope that Bilal Muhammad, if he doesn't get the Colby fight, at least gets, you know, something ranked up high next. I was very impressed with his, uh, his performance. And like I said, here on the show, I told y'all motherfuckers that it was going to be Bilal Muhammad before this fight happened. So like, like I say, go ahead. I was just going to say, before we jump off of the fights, uh, I have two more points real quick. Uh, Lando Venata coming in in a crazy fun fight, like always versus Charles Jordan. Uh, real quick. What's your thoughts on that one? We've seen Charles Jordan put up that incredible, uh, I didn't see the fight. So I got, I don't Andre have any Yule. thoughts on it because I didn't get no, to see the preview. No, that's coming up this weekend, I'm saying. That's this coming card. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. These fight these fight night cards sometimes just don't do it for me. I'll watch it anyway. Yeah. But it just, I don't know. I, I, like I, it, both, of those, both of those fighters are such gamers, man. You talk about a matchup between those two. And I, I'm always. I'm not saying it. that I won't enjoy the fights. Like I said, I mean, like yeah. I will watch all the fights. But again, dude, being around fighting for so long at this point, I could watch a fight every I, I, But it, but yeah. unless it's unless it's something that like jumps off the thing, I'm not super excited. Like I'll be like, well, yo, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see it, and I want to see, uh, you know, what we're gonna get out of it. But it's like for me, like. You got to do something to make me. I'll watch the fights anyway, but to get me super invested like that, I'm not saying there yeah. needs to be a story, but you got to have a couple I, of uh, bangers on there. I, I completely understand that. And my last point while we're still on it is uh, I'm really uh, curious what we see. This new season of PFL starts uh, tomorrow, actually. So Shout I, out I to Will Heathen. Hope he gets that dub. Yeah, That's I want to get thoughts. your thoughts going into uh, PFL yes on ESPN three or I just hope that Jeremy this season. I just hope that Jeremy Stevens has a good a good first showing because if they bring him in too and the same thing happens to him like what happened to Anthony Pettis and all that shit, mm-hmm. it it's just not a good look, dude. I mean, I'm excited yeah. to see what happens with uh I'm excited to see what happens with um little heathen over there at PFL. Uh, I mean, he definitely could cause a lot of problems in either one of their 45 or 55 division, because if there's one thing that's the last to go, it's your power. And if he cracks these dudes, he can still put them to sleep. Uh, So for that stuff, that's all well and good. But I don't know. PFL PFL is just going to have to put together a few like tough cards for me. Because uh, like I said, man, I, it just kind of got flat yep. a little bit for me afterwards, dude. I mean, I don't know how else to, uh, no, to I can, put it. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I do. I, I'm not trying to you know argue or object with that point whatsoever. And that's one thing that PFL, to your point, 
has kind of struggled with because every time they do try to bring in those, you know, marquee names. And there's nothing they can do to... about that. But I'm just saying it yeah, makes you less it... invested as a fan if they're not coming over there and at least fighting to some degree of like what they what they used to be. Now at least mm-hmm. little heathen One... is Sorry, one thing I don't think that's been brought up enough, though, in this Jeremy Stevens fight in particular, I feel like a huge aspect of his games is his elbows, both standing and on the ground. And that's one thing that PFL takes away is elbows. So they take uh, away elbows. Yeah, because of the season format, they don't want every fighter getting cut up from Holy elbows. Sh- See, and then they just keep doing more and more shit. Where that's, you're been, like, that's, been, that's been like that, though. Man, if we're fighting an MMA fight, let them have full use of their MMA I weapons. I completely but agree. But... That further proves my point with what I was saying. Like I said, I'm excited to see what happens for Jeremy Stevens. Like I said, we usually rock Team Heathen over here. So, like I said, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens for Jeremy Stevens. Um, thank you, Cody. Much appreciated. Um, I don't know, man. We got a. Uh, we got a few things left on the docket to talk about. Uh, you got to make sure you stay tuned this Thursday. Uh, we may have a special guest. I haven't uh, locked anything in or anything of the sort. But as I said, it's going to be a big weekend for us um, with GCW, which we're going to be at Saturday night, um, Saturday night at Harpo's. Uh, and then on top of that, Astronomicon is coming on. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, plenty of stuff going on. We've got another show coming Thursday. We'll talk a little bit about Stipe versus John Jones and the rumor mill with that. And if we actually see that fight happening. And like I've been saying for years, they need to put some respect on uh, Stipe's name. But we'll talk about that. I'll give you uh, my thoughts for the fights that are going on this weekend. Plus, we got to talk about the matches that we've heard now announced uh, for WrestleMania Backlash in Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, too. And then you've got the unification of the tag team titles, which I'm also a big fan of as well. So, like I said, there's plenty to talk about on Thursday. We may have a guest. We may not have a guest. But to make sure you never miss any of those guests, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share it, like it, react to it, comment on it, do all that shit. And until next time and in the in-between time, peace.